Good evening. Our top story tonight, Stephon Diggs has returned for the Buffalo Bills. Is this much ado about nothing? Or is Stephon Diggs really that upset? We'll cover that. We'll cover the rest of the news around the NFL. We've got some contract updates and disputes. We've got OTA and minicamp updates and more on Player Profiler today. So yes, Stefan Diggs, apparently much ado about nothing. He put out an Instagram post last night saying that whatever you want to talk, whatever you want to say, if it helps you feel better, it will be better. And that's okay. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Today, Stefan Diggs shows up and there's just a little bit of a turn. Sean McDermott goes from, yes, Yes, Stephon Diggs is not here, and I'm I'm very concerned, too. Well, there were some things that needed to be ironed out yesterday, and we worked on it. I actually excused him from practice, and we just reached a point where we needed a break. And, you know, we took a break, but now we're back. Really? That's, that's the story we're going with? So you couldn't have communicated any of that yesterday? And what does you mean by we all needed a break? Was it you? Was it Diggs? What is going on here? There is a little more going on with the Buffalo Bills than we expected. Or maybe not. Maybe you saw this coming. Stephon Diggs had the blow up with Josh Allen on the sideline. We all know how disappointed he was when they lost to Kansas City. Even more upset when they lost to the Bengals, both playoff losses. So is this much ado about nothing? Or is Stephon Diggs really looking to move on from the Buffalo Bills? He showed up, but he doesn't exactly look happy. But at the same time, Stephon Diggs never really lets a whole lot on. So to make a long story short, we don't know. But there's something going on here. Where there is smoke, there is fire. Something going on behind the scenes in Buffalo. Is this just a Stephon Diggs thing? Is this a Sean McDermott thing? It feels as though those are the only two options. You don't hear much about Josh Allen being a problem. It seems as though he has completely won the locker room, the organization. So when it comes down to it, I think it's either Diggs is, is an issue or has an issue. Sean McDermott is an issue or has an issue. Maybe Ken Dorsey, the offensive coordinator, there's an issue there. Maybe Brandon Bean, but something is going on in Buffalo. Whether that something impacts fantasy football, I doubt it. Stephon Diggs is going to produce whenever he is on the field. He is a wide receiver, one in perpetuity, especially having no competition. Even if they brought in DeAndre Hopkins, the Bills would be fine, and it seems as though there is no rush to do that. So for fantasy purposes, I'm not worried. But for the Buffalo Bills as a franchise, the Bills as a whole, for the city of Buffalo and their Super Bowl aspirations, yeah, it's not good that your star wide receiver is already feuding with the organization just one year after signing a contract extension. But for more updates on Dynasty and how this impacts Stephon Diggs and the rest of the NFL, head on over to the Dynasty Dominator app. Podfather, take it away. 
Now, I know many of you are looking for a secret weapon for your Dynasty League, and I have it. It's called the Dynasty Dominator app. You go to the App Store, go to Google Play. It's right there. It's $5 to download, and then every year it's $5 to load the next incoming class of rookies. You can add Superflex, add tight end premium. It's incredible because it allows you to look up players. It allows you to vote on whether a player is a buy, hold, or sell, and then see the market sentiment on that player. And you can compare their lifetime value rating from Player Profiler to their Dynasty ADP at the FFPC, all in the price lookup tool. And beyond that, we have a trade analyzer. So you'll never lose another Dynasty trade again. And in our settings, you can set, this is a win now team, this is a rebuilding team. And then we let you compare players. Look at their metrics side by side. Prospect metrics, NFL metrics. It's all there. It's five bucks in the app store. There's some add-ons for super flex and to buy the upcoming rookie class. Every year, you're going to spend $5 on this thing. And it's going to be well worth it. Love, love, love the Dynasty Dominator app. And love that we've actually got some news to talk about. There have been a lot of rumblings. We've got this Stefan Diggs situation. We've got the Giants and Saquon Barkley. The New York Giants have put the offer back on the table, the pre-franchise tag offer. Because remember, the Giants made an offer to Saquon Barkley. It was reported to be roughly $14 million per year, which would put him at the upper edge of running back, just behind Christian McCaffrey, I believe. But with running back, it doesn't really matter what the average per year is. What matters is the structure, the guaranteed, how long they will be taken care of. Because if it's just a one-year guaranteed, you're pretty much guaranteed to be cut the next year. And if not, it'll be the year after. If you get two years guaranteed on a four-year deal, you're not seeing year four. You'll be lucky to see year three. That is the problem with running back contracts in the NFL. So Saquon, it's nice that they're negotiating again. It's nice that they've extended an offer once again, but Saquon's going to reject this as he already has. But at least it's a step in the right direction that the Giants are working on a contract with Saquon Barkley. Speaking of the Giants, Paris Campbell is lining up all over the field, mostly in the slot, a little bit out wide, but Paris Campbell's actually seeing a fair amount of snaps in the backfield as well. And I'm not saying that he's going to be Debo Samuel, but I am saying the Giants drafted Wandale Robinson last year to be this player, to take handoffs in the backfield, to do the gadgety stuff. Paris Campbell can do all of that, and the Giants clearly want someone to do that in their offense. Even if it's one, two carries a game, three max if things are working that is a new dimension and so that tells me the Giants brought Paris Campbell in on that one-year deal to fill that role while Wandale Robinson heals while he gets back up to speed and then maybe by the end of the season Wandale Robinson is looking good enough that he can replace Paris Campbell but at the very least Campbell has this job for one year and then next year, Wandale Robinson is the starter in the slot, the gadget, the wildcat, whatever you want to call it, the Debo Samuel light. That's going to be Paris Campbell. Final update from the New York Giants, Darren Waller. He's wearing number 12, as you've probably seen. And the reason for that is Darren Waller is representing everyone out there that is in a sobriety program following the 12 steps. I love Darren Waller. He is just such a good person, such a open individual it is very difficult to open up about your struggles the way Darren Waller has especially when 
every single week you hear it on Monday night, Sunday night, whatever game you're watching. Oh, Darren Waller. Talk about all the bad things in his past, but he just rolls with it. He is open about it. Darren Waller, you are truly an amazing individual, as is Justin Jefferson. But you knew that. But Justin Jefferson is back at practice. Justin Jefferson is working with the team. And this is good. This is good. People were worried about the potential of a hold in from Justin Jefferson, where he would show up to minicamp but not practice. He did not participate in OTA, so people were just a little bit worried about the possibility. <clears throat> and so, the fact that Justin Jefferson is here is good, first and foremost. And the fact that Justin Jefferson is just back, making one-handed snags, making it look like nothing. Oh, Justin Jefferson. He's him. Justin Jefferson really is him. The only contender to take him away from Justin Jefferson is Jamar Chase. And they can both be him. They are just them. Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson are them. They are both him. They are them. Love Jamar Chase. Love Justin Jefferson. Just one more time. One more time. Just look at the ease of this one-handed grab. Justin Jefferson, you are ridiculous. And... He's not going to slow down anytime soon, if ever. Justin Jefferson is the type of player where if he is playing into his 40s and still performing at this level, no one bats an eye at all. Same with Jonathan Taylor, though he's a running back, so people would actually be quite shocked if Jonathan Taylor played until his 40s. But Jonathan Taylor is working on a contract with the Indianapolis Colts, hopefully, before the season, which is a change. It sounded as though the Colts were just going to let Jonathan Taylor play out the final year of his deal and hit free agency. But now they have opened that negotiating door and Jonathan Taylor may be ready for the season with a new contract. As for the Rams, they are making some moves behind the scenes. They restructure Cooper Cup. They give Cooper Cup $13 million in a signing bonus, free up $10 million in cap space, could the Rams be making a splash? Could the Rams be targeting DeAndre Hawkins? Could the Rams be signing Dalvin Cook, freeing up $10 million? The answer is no, probably not. The most likely scenario is the Rams are still rebuilding because they are a terrible roster, even if they add DeAndre Hawkins, even if they add Dalvin Cook. And they haven't been able to sign the rookie class yet because they don't have any money. So that is more the option but isn't it fun to speculate about deandre hopkins and cooper cup playing together speaking of deandre hopkins there is some optimism from the new england patriots that deandre hopkins may sign after this visit he's visiting today he's visiting tomorrow and there's a chance that tomorrow deandre hopkins is announced as the newest new england patriot we'll keep you updated but the reason it feels possible is apparently there's no animosity at all between DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien. It is all water under the fridge. They have moved on. Not a big deal. And if DeAndre Hopkins and Bill O'Brien have mended fences, well, that tells me that he's probably going to New England because they had, they worked well together, at least on the field. And the Patriots, I know I say the Bills need DeAndre Hopkins more than anyone, but... The Patriots, if they want to pretend to be relevant, that is what they need. They are desperate. Bill Belichick is desperate to 
put some sort of to- post Tom Brady legacy together. Until he can do that, though, DeAndre Hopkins is absolutely on the table for the New England Patriots. And if you want to dive into DeAndre Hopkins and learn about how talented he is, what he still has left in the tank, data analysis is the tool for you. All right, I want to take a moment today to talk to you about data analysis. The data analysis tool, we listen to the users. What do you want? What do you need? And we made it happen. We added popular reports like a fantasy scoring report, air yards report. And if you want to create a new report, but you don't necessarily want to look through every field, we have quick results. Hey, show me the most popular passing data. Show me the most popular rushing data, fantasy data. Done. And the thing just is much faster than it's ever been. And the report builder got a lot easier. I mean, check this out. We break it down into offense, defense. Show me just fantasy data elements. And then when you get results, hey, show me by draft year. Let's take a look at just certain players that played a certain number of snaps or a certain number of games last year. This is the tool that so many of you have been asking for, plus a bunch of dream features that Billy wanted and Cody wanted and I wanted and Dario wanted. So go to the Fantasy Tools section, click on Data Analysis, or go to playerprofiler.com slash data dash analysis. Data analysis tool. It is truly out of this world. And we have some updates on injuries across the NFL. We have, of course, Brees Hall. Brees Hall might not have a seamless return per the Athletics' Zach Rosenblatt. And he is basing that on nothing, just a feeling. That's it. There's There was nothing that backed up the declare that Brees Hall might not be ready in time. Whatever. I'm not worried about it. Brees Hall has been ahead in the rehab progress every step of the way. And if he continues to be ahead, I'm not worried about it. It's not. It's obviously not going to be completely seamless, but it's going to be fine. Brees Hall, until we hear otherwise, Brees Hall, not worried about it. We also have Chuck Clark from the New York Jets. We are worried about him. The Jets fear that he tore his ACL yesterday at practice. They signed Adrian Amos rapidly to replace him just to make sure that all was good and that they have, they don't lose out to Adrian Amos because he was flirting with the Baltimore Ravens as well. But hope the Jets are wrong. Hope it's not an ACL for Chuck Clark. But typically when we get the fear that it's an ACL, when we get the fear that it's an Achilles, it usually is. So quick recovery for Chuck Clark. Samaj P. Ryan left practice today with a thumb injury, getting that checked out. Don't think it'll be a long-term issue, even if it is broken or a sprain. Might miss some of the summer, which would not be great, but he'll still be ready for week one. Juju Smith-Schuster, on the other hand, I expect him to be ready for week one, but he's still got that lingering knee issue that he's had for a couple years now. Juju Smith-Schuster, at times, he's had to skip every Wednesday practice. At other times, he's had to skip every Thursday practice. Juju just, it's rough. It's unfortunate. It's painful, I can imagine. Juju Smith-Schuster, he's not skipping practice because he wants to. He's doing it because he has to for the health of his knee. And it's still bothering him. So there's a possibility that Juju Smith-Schuster isn't used as much by the Patriots as we're hoping for. Because we all know how curmudgeonly Bill Belichick can be about missed practice time. Speaking of missing practice time and knee injuries, Daniel Scott, fifth round, fourth round safety, For the Indianapolis Colts, he has been placed on injured reserve with a torn ACL. 
Hate to see it. Guy looked really good at the combine, was part of a master class of a draft by Chris Ballard. Just athletes across the board, and Daniel Scott was one of him, one of them. We wish him well in his recovery. We also have Bijan Robinson. Bijan taking reps with the wide receivers. Bijan. Oh, baby. Bijan working with the wide receivers. This is what we wanted. This is what we dreamed of, right? Well, let's pump the brakes. This was for individual drills, which is just running routes, stuff like that. Doesn't mean a damn thing. Bijan Robinson is not playing wide receiver, though he does have the upside to catch the ball, though we have seen running backs like Cordero Patterson catch the ball for Arthur Smith. He's not going to be playing in the slot 20% of the time. Not even 10, maybe 10% if we're lucky, but I doubt even that. Keep the hype down. Bijan Robinson, still elite, still could be Ladanian Tomlinson, but working with the wide receivers doesn't mean a thing. But Daneric Prince getting hype from beat writers, coaches, Jarek McKinnon, that means a lot. Daneric Prince is the big running back on the KC roster. They have Isaiah Pacheco, who's more of a slasher, a bigger back too, but Daneric Prince looks like he may work his way onto the roster. Ooh, that is quite the dynasty sleeper. I don't even think Daenerys Prince is getting drafted right now, at least in five-round rookie drafts, probably falling outside unless people are in on that KC hype or they've heard this news. But Daenerys Prince, uh, the beat just keeps going on and on for Daenerys Prince. As for the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus says that in order to be a running back for the Chicago Bears, you have to do two things. Number one is protect the quarterback. Ooh. And number two is run the football. And this is quite interesting because Khalil Herbert, not a pass blocker, has never really been a pass blocker in his NFL career. Four pressures last year on just 32 snaps. That's a 12.5% pressure rate. <clears throat> not great for Khalil Herbert. Dante Foreman on his entire career has just 50 snaps as a pass blocker. And last year, just 14 pass blocking snaps allowed two pressures. That's a 14% pressure rate. Not good for Dante Foreman. So he's not a pass blocker. Khalil Herbert's not a pass blocker. Travis Homer, he's done it in the past, but even so, about a 10% pressure rate from Travis Homer, which isn't terrible, but it's not great either. And then you look at Roshan Johnson. Zero sacks over the past two seasons. A 5% pressure rate in his college career. Roshan Johnson, if the Bears are serious about... Pass blocking and pass protecting being the number one thing that's important. Roshan Johnson might be starting sooner rather than later. Some final news around the NFL. Zay Flowers has signed his contract, a $14 million fully guaranteed contract. Love to see that for him. And Todd Monken is excited to use Zay Flowers, Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews. There's not a throw Lamar can't make. And it's Todd Monken's job to score points. Oh, the Ravens. This is a new era of Ravens football. A spread them and shred them with Lamar Jackson and these elite weapons. I can't wait for the Ravens. There are going to be some track meets for the Baltimore Ravens. Obviously, some of those track meets will come against the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow was asked who the best quarterback in the NFL was. Burrow, of course, says Mahomes. But then Chase. Jamar Chase, the next day, was asked, well, who do you think the best player in the NFL is? And Jamar Chase, that's my quarterback. Joe Burrow is the best QB in the NFL. Love that answer. 
from Jamar Chase. Terrell Owens approved of it too. Love, love to see that. And most importantly, perhaps the biggest story of the day is Rashad White rocking the number one jersey for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And look how good he looks. Rashad White is literally RB1. Literally. Oh, if Rashad White, and not if, when, because Rashad White has officially changed his number to number one. I mean, just look at him. Just effortless, one-handed catches. 50 receptions last year as a rookie. That is ridiculous. I'm telling you now, the Podfather already told you, it is flag plant day. The Podfather has planted his flag in Rashad White. And Rashad White will be an RB1 in 2023. Hey, you like that video? Be sure to subscribe and activate those alerts so you get notified as soon as new videos drop. And be sure to check out playerprofiler.com. We have all the tools for you to dominate every type of fantasy league. We have a draft kit, Dynasty Deluxe, Data Analysis, DFS Dominator, and don't forget the player rankings to rule them all.